your parents know that you listen to the evil rock music. You're an American teenager, for God's sake. Welcome to Gilmore Girls Soundtrack. I'm Melissa Olson. Episode 108, Everything is Magic. Today, we'll discuss the music of Season 1, Episode 8, Love and War and Snow, and we'll hear for the first time from Christmas entertainment specialist, Joanna Wilson. And we'll finish the episode with recommendations based on what we heard in this episode in the weekly segment, Spinning in Stars Hollow. Pour yourself a cup of coffee. It's time for Gilmore Girls Soundtrack. This episode doesn't have a lot of commercial music and has very few references. But we will begin today with Suki and Lorelai singing in the kitchen at the Independence Inn to tease Rory about her new love interest, Dean. What is this? You hate Rocky Road cookies. I do not. Oh, I'm sorry. That must be my other daughter, Shmori. We're leaving now. Wait a minute. I know who likes Rocky Road cookies. Who? Dean, they're for Dean. She's bringing baked goods to a boy. Wow, serious? Here, Dean, these cookies are for you because you're keen. Stop. Who is the love? Love, love, love. Dean, Dean, Dean. Cookies for the love and the Dean and the cookies for the love and the Dean and the cookies. Alright, we can stop. She's gone now. It's fun. You're on your own. Cookies for the Dean and the rock and the cookies for the love and the if these singing skills are any sort of preview of what we may have to look forward to in the upcoming revival, Gilmore Girls, A Year in the Life, I'll be ecstatic. There's been a lot of teasing about a musical history of Stars Hollow that will feature music written by Tony Award-winning composer Jeannie Tesori and a performance from Sutton Foster. My hope is that Lorelai will also get a singing role. Lauren Graham has sung on several occasions in other roles and was even a member of an all-female a cappella group called the Metrotones during her undergraduate years. Next up is another bit of a stretch, as far as musical references go. But we see a bit of history of one of the main actresses on the show used as a prop at Friday night dinner. Look, Emily, it's Hopi. Hopi? My younger sister. Has she ever been here when I was here? I don't remember her. Oh, she lives in Paris, our great expatriate. Oh, my Hopi, look at you. I haven't seen her in such a long time. Maybe we should take a trip this year. That would be nice. Maybe Rory could go with us. We'll start packing tomorrow. <laughs> the photo shown that represents Emily's younger sister is actually a photo of Kelly Bishop, the actress who plays Emily Gilmore. Kelly Bishop began her career as a dancer, landing her first job dancing at Radio City Music Hall in New York City. She would go on to originate the role of Sheila in the Broadway production of A Chorus Line, for which she received a Tony Award in 1976. Next up, we hear a jazz standard originally composed by George Gershwin from the 1926 musical, OK. Ricky Lee Jones performs Someone to Watch Over Me. There's a somebody I'm longing to see And I hope that he turns out to be Someone who George Gershwin's brother, Ira, suggested reworking an up-tempo jazz song into a ballad, and that song became the standard you hear. 
Ira wrote the lyrics and it has become a very important work in the Great American Songbook. The Ricky Lee Jones rendition plays while Lorelai walks in the snow with a stranded Max. Luke looks on with sadness in his eyes once he realizes what he is witnessing. Oh, he may not be a guy Some girls think of as handsome and lovely But to my heart he'll carry the key When Lorelai and Max kiss, we really see the pain of an unexpressed and possibly even unrealized love clearly on Luke's face. The swell of the song only amplifies this bittersweet moment. How I need to watch over me. Next up, we hear a song from English rock band The Cure, Pictures of You. is referred to as chilly goth rock in the book All Music Guide to Rock, The Definitive Guide to Rock, Pop, and Soul. This feels exceptionally appropriate as Lane blares it from Rory's room in angst after coming to the house looking for help from her best friend, but instead stumbling upon Lorelai making out with Max in the stairway. As an interesting coincidental anecdote, the music video for this song, directed by Tim Pope, was filmed during a week of the big snow in Scotland. Robert Smith said, despite the palm trees, I have never been colder. It makes me wonder if Amy Sherman Palladino chose this particular Cure song knowing about this fact, considering this episode features a big snow of its own. My guest this week is Joanna Wilson, author of Tis the Season TV, The Christmas TV Companion, and Merry Musical Christmas, Volume 1. It's safe to say she's a Christmas entertainment expert. She's also a huge fan of Gilmore Girls. Be sure to check out her blog at christmastvhistory.com. Here's Joanna. I met David Huddleston in 2011 as a part of a Walton's reunion. It was the 
40th anniversary of the making and first airing of the Christmas TV movie, The Homecoming. Because I'm the Christmas TV movie expert, I was invited to not only host the cast reunion, but uh, be a part of the program. David Huddleston appeared in the 1971 TV movie, The Homecoming, which was an adaptation of Earl Hamner's novel. He appears as the sheriff, and he's had a very long, uh, wonderful, critically acclaimed career as a character actor. But he appears in the sheriff as the sheriff, and that act- that TV movie, The Homecoming, in 1971, was so popular and received such tremendous ratings that they then created the TV series The Waltons. So this wasn't exactly the pilot movie, but it was it was the introduction to the characters for television. They kept the character of the sheriff, but they recast somebody else, but they liked working with David Huddleston. So they, he actually appears in one episode in the first season, plays a transient character who is a writer who uh, meets John Boy, who also wants to be a writer, and those two connect and talk about writing and have their own adventure. David Huddleston being cast as the mayor on the Gilmore Girls, even though the Gilmore Girls later is shot on the back lot, uh, incorporating the original home for the Waltons. I'm sure it's just a coincidence, but an awesome coincidence. Where's Luke? There. Patty will be circulating a sign-up sheet for those of you who would like to participate in the reenactment of foresaid battle. He's turning red. Oh, oh. All right. It was a frigid November night some 224 years ago. He's the Brave Stars Hollow Militia stood in wait for the red He's adjusting cap. Tired and hungry, 12 proud men took their positions in the town square. He's fighting the, the urge. He's fighting the urge. Imminent death in their valiant effort. Oh, for God's sake, do we have to go through this every damn year? Yes. And the urge wins by a long shot. I thought we were here to discuss town issues. This is a town issue. Excuse me, who's talking? It's me, Harry Luke. You've known me since I was five years old. Oh, Luke, yes. Sit down. Well, in that first season episode, that mayor character is, he seems to be a character that Luke is just rebelling against. Another politician in, in Stars Hollow that he can rebel against. And Taylor Dosey takes over that completely. Now, as I was saying, 12 heroic men assembled with guns drawn, ready to meet their maker. What are you talking about? 12 guys stood in a row. All night. Waiting for the red coat. Who never showed? Now, just a Twelve guys stood in a row all night waiting for an enemy that never showed. They got stood up. They should have been wearing prom dresses. (laughs) I've had just about enough of this. Sit down, Taylor. Menace. Suck up. Five bucks if somebody ends up in a headlock. That look on Luke's face when Lorelai's first explaining how she loves the smell of snow and the first snow and how meaningful that is to her and that childhood experience of being sick and the snow always comforting her. I think some traditions are nice. Birthdays, holidays, taking a walk in the first snow of the season. I didn't get the Hallmark card for that one. When I was five, I had a really bad ear infection and I had been home in bed for a week and I was very sad. So I wished really hard that something wonderful would happen to me. And I woke up the next morning and it had snowed. And I was sure that some fairy godmother had done it just for me. It was my little present. That look on Luke's face is we, you know, we want to see the love. We want to see the connection there. And then later when we see it is snowing and she's walking with Max and Luke sees them and, you know, it's a heartbreaking moment. And the the, the music on top of it just really adds the poignancy and the, the drama in the moment. 
It's time for Spinning in Stars Hollow, where I give recommendations for music you might like based on what we heard in this episode of Gilmore Girls. You can always find this week's songs on the Spinning in Stars Hollow playlist in my show notes at gilmoregirlsoundtrack.com. First up this week comes from the album Joanna is Holding and this week's promo photos. Candle from Sonic Youth. comes from 1988's Daydream Nation. This is the fifth studio album from Sonic Youth and the last album before the band would sign to a major label. is widely regarded as Sonic Youth's best work and was selected to be preserved in the National Recording Registry in 2005. definitely a Sonic Youth fan and could have easily played this song instead of The Cure. The song could even pass the test for having a reference to snow to tie in with the blizzard going on all over Connecticut in this episode. is another song for fans of The Cure, Marquee Moon by New York rock band Television.
Television was an early fixture of New York's famed venue, CBGB, meaning Lane would have known everything there is to know about them, including that they are considered an important influence on the development of punk and alternative music in the early 1970s. album was released in 1977. It had great commercial success and received great critical acclaim in the UK, but sold poorly in the United States. Since then, it has been regarded as one of the greatest albums of all time, and television's innovative post-punk instrumentation has been credited with heavily influencing the 1980s new wave and indie rock movements. Finally, a recommendation for those who enjoyed the Ricky Lee Jones ballad in this episode. Here's Among the Angels from Kate Bush. This beautiful ballad comes from the 10th studio album from English singer-songwriter Kate Bush. In an additional tie-in to the themes of this episode of Gilmore Girls, this album is called 50 Words for Snow. is so quiet and beautiful, it could easily replace the track from this episode used to amplify the subtle traces of heartache we see from Luke. The Lorelei-Luke dynamic is just beginning to be made clear to us as viewers, but it's so easy to see, even in this early episode, just how deep those feelings might be. Kate Bush's crooning makes for a perfect soundtrack to bittersweet moments, particularly when they happen during a snowstorm. When you say you fall apart joining me this week for Gilmore Girls Soundtrack. I'm Melissa Olson. To read the show notes, find the Spinning in Stars Hollow playlist, or the complete Gilmore Girls Soundtrack playlist, go to gilmoregirlsoundtrack.com. And a special thanks to my friend and expert on all things snowy and Christmas-filled, Joanna Wilson. 
If you're feeling like summer is heating up a little too much this week, just remember winter isn't too far away. Maybe, like Lorelei, you'll look forward to it. I smell snow. Ah, it's that time of year. Can't you smell it? You know, it's like dogs and high-pitched noises. I think it's something only you can smell. <sighs> I love snow. Really, I had no idea. <laughs> Everything's magical when it snows. Everything looks pretty. The clothes are great. Coats, scarves, gloves, hats, thermal underwear, wool socks, ear flaps. Do you know that the best things in my life have happened when it snowed? Why, yes, I do. Until next week, keep the coffee coming.